whether we choose to see it or not, his hand is working in and on us in love. As you prepare your tithes and offerings, just lift it up. Just lift it up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that love. That love that came to earth manifest as your son and gave it all. Who was willing to sacrifice not 10%, not 20%, but 100% of who he was to your glory. Heavenly Father, we come in the spirit of worship to give back just a portion, just a small percentage or everything we can. Just as that obedient woman did that day when she put the last coin she had and demonstrated for all of us praise and worship to the Almighty. Now, raise your tithe as high as you can. If you're online and you're going to give online, raise your hands to the King. Offer them up. Offer your gift back to the Creator. Repeat after me. As I give, I believe, I believe, I believe that the God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will multiply and increase the fruit of whatever I sow today. I'm going to pause here for a second. We sow not only financially, but we sow spiritually. We sow our time. We sow our love. We are his hands. We are the body of Christ. We are here to love one another and love a broken world. So sow that today and every day in the name of Christ Jesus. That giving is an act of worship to be done willingly cheerfully and generously that the Lord will cause his blessings to come upon me and overtake me. Say that again. It's going to overtake me as the windows of heaven are open. That God will rebuke the devourer my sake and he will not destroy the fruits of my ground there again I'm going to interject for a second it's not God that comes to destroy the fruits of our ground clarifying that statement it is the destroyer, it is the consumer it is the enemy that comes to destroy and God will prevent him the victory is already established that he is defeated He just hadn't got the memo yet. Therefore, I will honor the Lord with the first fruits of all of my increase. So shall my barns be filled with plenty and my presses shall burst out with new wine. Praise God.
are um, there are people out there right now watching, and there are people at their homes. They want to go to church, but uh, because of circumstances uh, that we live in in this world, they're just not ready yet. They're concerned, and I understand that. We respect that. Pray that God is moving in a mighty way, and believe He's moving, and believe soon that will change. But you know, there's it's not those I'm worried about; it's the ones that that aren't coming back that I'm worried about. I'm concerned about. Over the last decade, church attendance has been dropping consistently. Just just has. It's truth. It's in decline. And last year when this pandemic hit, it just messed everything up for a lot of areas of our life, but for church in particular. Uh, recently read that uh, even right now, as we've uh, almost a year later, one in three church-going people have not returned yet. Well, like I said, I understand. We totally understand. There's those out there who are older and uh, who have immune issues, they're not ready to step out yet. And we totally get that. I understand that. I believe that's changing, but I get that. But it's those, it's those others that, um, you know, I got no problem going to Walmart. I ain't got no problem going to a restaurant. I ain't got, hey, did you hear the Hornets? We can go to the Hornets games now. I ain't got no problem going to a Hornets game. But I ain't going to church. Come on now. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I do like statistics, but I'm not a statistics taker. But they say about 25% of church-going people right now have no intention to go back right, right now. Why could that be? Well, how could that be? I'd suggest, and I'm not an expert again, but some other experts have said what they think. First and foremost, that they were never committed to start with. If you're not committed to something and, and you got an excuse not to do it, I'm not going to do it. It's kind of like when the government said, we're going to give people on unemployment $800 or whatever it was to stay home, and they were making $600 at work. Let me think for a minute. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not committed to go back to work, especially if you're going to send me extra money. Shoot. They were infant in their faith, many of them, sadly. They were still drinking from the milk. They had not, as the word said, moved up to the solid food yet. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. Why do I want to get up and go to church? Well, I don't have to. I don't have to serve if I go. I can just lay here. I might even be so willing as to roll over in my jammies and hit the button and watch it on TV. Listen, I know some of y'all are out there right now watching y'all say, he's talking about me. If I am, then you know I am. And God help you. I'm not going to apologize, but I said earlier, I know there's some out there who truly aren't here because of 
reasons that I know and trust and, and I believe in that. But if you're sitting at home right now and you went out last night to the bars because the governor reopened them and you can't come to church today, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Where are we as a church, as Image Church? Where are we today? Can y'all can y'all believe tomorrow is March 1st? John, I, I mentioned that this morning, and Robert goes, I just don't know. <laughs> it's March. It's March already. Good gracious. Last year, two weeks from today, March 15th, I stood right here and I preached a message entitled Surviving the Storm. Pastor Bill was away at the EFI board meeting, just as he is today, a little bit earlier this year. <clears throat> I preached on Psalm 91 and how we were going to be all right. Little did I know that day when I stood here and preached that message, two months would pass before we allow people to come back in the building. Wow, that's been a year. It's been a year since I brought that message, so I guess it's um, fitting that here I stand today to bring this message. And the title of this message is, We Are Back. We're back. It might not look like it yet, but we are back. We're back. Sorry. You don't like that. We're back. We're coming back stronger than ever. And um, God is moving in such awesome ways that I can't even explain it. I'll share a little bit later about some things that happened just this week that just um, really touched me, excited me. Um, <laughs> we're back. We're back. Hope you're ready because we're back. You need to be ready because when I say we're back, I, I'm not just, it's not just me, it's we are back. And we're coming back stronger again than ever. We recognize, again, COVID is a real thing. We recognize there's some who aren't ready to walk through the doors yet, but we are excited. And we met this week, and we talked, and Robert and Pastor Bill and I meet every Monday, and we talked, and God moved, and it was as if some of the things that we were doing and believing for, it just happened. Even our government started this week saying, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's like, we already knew that. <laughs> I believe... Okay, well, I'll say this. Um, I read um, a couple articles from um, some people who are far more intelligent than I. Um, a Harvard professor who happens to be a doctor, a John Hopkins doctor, both of them in articles. One was a little more excited about it happening sooner than the other, but both believing that we're going to reach herd immunity by summer at the latest. One said April. The Harvard guy said April. What's herd immunity mean? That means basically we get to the point where COVID is nothing more than a, a, the flu and most everybody's either had it or they're inoculated for it and they can't spread it anymore. So we're getting there. I believe with all of my heart, it's not going to be long until we talk about COVID in the past tense. Amen. You remember COVID? You remember COVID? Yeah, that was awful, wasn't it? Thank God we don't have that no more. That's where we're going. Sooner then later, and as a church, 
It's time for us to be ready. It's time for us to come back. It's time for us to move forward. Again, we're going to take every every avenue that we need to take to keep people safe. Um, if you come here on Sunday morning and, and you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. Some of us don't wear a mask. I had COVID. They tell me I can't get it again. I don't know. I don't usually wear a mask in here. I do when I go to stores and when I go anywhere, but um, they're out there. We have them for you. We have hand sanitizer for you. We have socially distanced in here above and beyond. For those of you who are watching online haven't been yet, we got a restaurant in here. We got tables right here. Come in, pick your table. You know, set. You know, if you can go to a restaurant and sit at a table, guess what? Come on down. We got tables for you. We got chairs on each side. If you're not comfortable, get a chair pulled up in the corner somewhere. I promise we won't make fun of you. Whatever you need to do to be safe, feel safe, come home to church. We're here. We're ready to come back. <laughs> if you're ready to come back, here we go. If you're not ready to come back, here we go either way. We pray you'll come back. Who is Image Church? What are we all about? Who is Image Church? We're created in his image, reflecting his love. Created in his image, reflecting his love. Y'all get the created in his image, I hope. The word says that we're each created in the image of God. Reflecting his love, what's that mean? How do we do that? How do we reflect that to other people? Well, we have three things that we have stood on for years here at Image Church. And um, the truth of the matter is the last year, some of it's kind of had to take a back seat because there's just so many things you can't do, unfortunately. So much that we could not do because of the orders that we were following and also because of keeping people safe. But we're back. And we're ready to move forward Reflecting his love like never before. How do we do that? Number one, serving. Serving, serving. In Matthew we read, starting in Matthew 25, verse 35. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are, who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous one will reply, Lord, when did I ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink. Or a stranger and show you hospitality. Or naked and gave you clothing. When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Serving covers a lot of territory. It really does. It, it covers a lot. Serving can be is, is some, something as simple as cleaning the toilet at the church. That's serving. 
when we think about serving here at Image Church, the big things for us have long been um, our giving and support of missions and outreach. Mephibosheth Farms being one. Common Heart. Nicaragua. Our commitment to Vacation Bible School. These are all areas where we serve. And we pour into that. And you may never have been down to Mephibosheth Farms, but you give your tithes and offerings, give to missions, and when you do, Image Church supports that work. Some of you have been down there. Some of you have served there in person. But either way, when you support Image Church, you support the farm. Same thing with Common Heart. When you, you give, you, you know, we've got some folks that go over there and, and uh, volunteer, and that's great. But when you support Image Church, you support Common Heart. When you support Image Church, you support the mission of Nicaragua. You may have never been before, but you support it. And you're serving by giving your tithes and offerings to help support that. Never take that lightly. Seriously, never take that lightly. I just can't go. I can't do. But you know what? I can support as best I can. Financially, I'll give. I'll, I'll do my part. Listen, prayer is the number one most important thing about serving. I can't be in Nicaragua, but when that team's down there, I'm praying for them. And I tell you what, we appreciate it. And we felt it more times than I can tell you. When the band pulls up and a dude's got a machine gun and he opens the band to see who's in there, thank you for praying for us. I don't want to scare anybody not to go, but that has happened before. And I'm sitting there going, um, me no hable inglés, me no hable español, me no hable anything. Daphne! <laughs> I usually turn to Ray. He knows more Spanish than most of us. And he's scary looking, so. But seriously, your prayers mean so much. You know, praying for the farm, praying for Common Heart, praying for Nicaragua, praying for our vacation Bible school. Um, that's so important. Your support, your giving. Um, <laughs> we've, um, I'll never forget one time when I was standing out in the foyer. And someone who was going to church here at the time doesn't go anymore, but he um, came up to me. We we're getting ready to go to Nicaragua, and he said, how many souls y'all going to save down there while you're down there? I don't know. <laughs> y'all don't keep count stuff like that? No. We don't. I don't need to keep count. The only one that counts is the one that's taking care of it. He's got the book. He's writing it. I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go to Nicaragua, we build churches. Uh, we showed last week on the video the church that Mike and uh, I think Janice, you were there. You might see the video. Y'all went and built Pastor Isaac's church. It was four sticks and a roof. And today it's this beautiful building over what, 15 years later. Hundreds of souls have gotten saved in that place. I wasn't there for it. <laughs> I didn't preach that sermon and they all come down, but Image Church... <laughs> Played a part. Image Church served. We sent teams. We sent money, financial support. We sent prayers. We helped build that building. And I'm going to tell you something. One day you're going to stand in heaven and God's going to say, look at there. You're going to say, who are those people? Well, those people right there are here because of what you did. I didn't do anything that you did. 
Yes, you did. You gave, you supported, you prayed. You laid some bricks. Amen? That's serving. That's who we are. That's who Image Church is. It may not look like a big thing. We don't have a book sitting up here somewhere that has all our records and, and how many people got saved and how much money we've spent. We don't even track all that. We, I can't tell you some of the money we spent, but we don't keep that. It's not important. It's important that we're serving, we're pouring into. We're a serving church. We care. You know that little life that goes to that farm and rides that horse? Ah! You don't want to see me on a horse. God saved that horse. But I don't know none of that stuff. But Mike does. And his team does. And he's helping change lives through that ministry. And we support that ministry. You know? And that's him as church serving. I haven't, I have actually before went out and delivered food to those through Common Heart support. But we're pouring into so many lives that need help. Helping them out of poverty. And we're pouring into that. And God is using Image Church and our servant heart to reach lives and change lives. And so when you say, you know, um, I was hungry and you fed me. What do you mean I fed you? Well, you remember that check you dropped in the offering? That helped feed that person who had nothing to eat. I had no clothes. You remember that coat you gave that time? <laughs> right? kept me warm during that winter. You didn't hand it to me, but it came to me through your heart, through what you did at your church. <laughs> I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. We, we've handed out uh, drinks in Nicaragua to kids. and <laughs> You know what more important than that? We've handed out living water. <laughs> Amen? Truly handed out living water to those kids. And those kids... Over years, their lives change. And, you know, we plant those seeds. And those seeds are fertilized. And it's not up to me. You know, people sometimes think, well, you got to plant it, you got to fertilize it, and you got to harvest it. No. Some are called to plant. Some are called to fertilize. Some are called to harvest. Praise God. I don't, wherever I'm at in that process doesn't matter to me. I just want to be in the process. I want to serve. And wherever it falls, it falls. I'll be more than happy to plant the seed and let somebody else, you know, harvest it. Amen? Because I know that's, that's, that's serving, that's doing what God's called us to do. And that's what we are. That's who we are. What are we doing today as far as this goes is Image Church. Image Church missions giving was down last year significantly compared to previous years. Because, truthfully, we didn't go to Nicaragua. We didn't have vacation Bible school. Um, we still knocked on the door of 10% of everything we received going to missions, which is, I think, great, honestly. But most years, we're at 15 to 20%. Of everything that comes in here, we pour out to missions. I want to see it higher than that. But you know what? We still have bills here, and we have to pay them. This power bill, uh, anybody who wants to pay it one month, I'll let you see it. It's not cheap. We still have to do those things, and, and we do those things, and God's blessed us to be able to do that, yet still be able to pour out we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to do that. Praise God. For a church our size, I can tell you right now, there's not many around us that can do and has done what we've done. And I believe that's because we have people sitting here whose hearts are for him and are for serving. Amen. 
Nicaragua 2021 is coming. We're going. We've already booked the flights for the team that's going. In five weeks, five weeks from today, we'll have a, or tomorrow, we'll have a team headed to Nicaragua. And we're going in and we're going to do pastor's conferences. First time we've really done this. I'm excited about it. We talked to Pastor Brian this week down there, and he's excited. We're excited. Um, we're going down. We're taking our vacation Bible school material so that when we get there in July, Daphne's not trying to figure out what we're doing. The team there will know what we're doing, hopefully. We pray, and we won't be playing it by ear this year. We're going to teach them in April so that July, they're ready for us. We're excited about that. It's up to the airline whether we go or not. But I believe that they're going to let us go. And I believe we're going to do awesome things in Nicaragua this year. Two different places. We have been in Chinandega before, but uh, we're going to be helping with a new church in Chinandega. Um, a part of northern Nicaragua that is very poor and very hot. <laughs> but we're going. Um, and in Messiah, town near Managua growing town um, where we're helping a church there that's just starting to get off the ground. We're excited about that. Next week, Common Heart has its walkathon. We're going to be a part of that. We encourage you to sign up to support that. It's a virtual walkathon, but uh, help support that. Um, the farm, we continue to support Mephibosheth Farms every month um, financially. We encourage you to hook up with Mike. You go to Mike right now and say, hey, can I come help? He's probably going to say, yeah. He might make you do something you don't want to do. But it ain't all about getting to ride the ponies, but he will, he'll put you to work. He'll put you to work down there. and We'll support him, continue to support him. I don't know yet what his plans are for his annual walkathon, but, you know, whatever they're doing there, we will support it as best we possibly can. Um, vacation Bible School, we're doing it. We're doing it. We couldn't do it last year, but we're doing it this year. It's a little nervous. I'm nervous about it a little bit, but you know what? When I get nervous, I think about how awesome God is. I think about the times I've been nervous before when we've been in here trying to put things together, and God always comes through. It might look a little different this year. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know we're going forward because Him His church is back. We're back, and we're going to go forward. We're doing it. And we're going to touch those kids' lives, and we're going to, you know, there might not be 100 kids this year. We may have to actually limit how many we allow to come because of issues that we have to deal with differently than the past. But I've never had to cut kids off before, but if I have to, I guess I have to. I'll just have to trust the Lord sends the ones he wants here. So we'll believe and pray for that. But we are going to have Vacation Bible School this summer right here in Image Church because we really missed doing that last year. Next thing is growing, growing, serving and growing. What's growing mean? Growing as a body in number. We believe that we need to be growing in number, but we also need to be growing in our own spiritual maturity. As I said earlier, I think a lot of people are not in church today because they weren't spiritually mature enough. And so when the opportunity to come to go play for a year and not have responsibility, they went and did that. But if you're spiritually mature, you want to go back. Just as the song says, I want to go back. 
I, I need to go back. And if you, you've got that maturity, you know that. And I think even those who don't have that maturity eventually will recognize that. God will open their hearts to the recognition that they need to come back. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue, this will, listen, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us. <laughs> we will not be influenced when people try to trick us. With lies so clever, they sound like the truth. We'll stop right there. Good gracious. Is that going on right now in the world? Hmm. Sounds like the truth. Sounds okay. Sounds good. Sounds acceptable to some. Thank God those of us who are mature enough see it's not acceptable. It's not truth. It's all lies. But the more people they get convinced of that, guess who's in, guess who's in charge of all that? The enemy. It's come straight from hell. I'm telling you. The garbage that's being taught out there in this world today comes straight from Satan himself. Instead, we will speak the truth of love, truth of love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And, each, and as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Again, the world teaches anything goes right now. The worst it's ever been, really. Whatever makes you feel good, that's good. That's what the, world, that's what the world's teaching right now. It's gotten worse over the last year, but now it's time for us to come back strong come back stronger than we ever were before and I believe again as I said I believe the truth is there's people not going to church today because they were not properly discipled because had they been properly discipled they would know if they're good enough to go out to the chilies they're good enough to come to church it's just that simple As I said earlier, Pastor Bill, myself, and Robert, we meet every Monday morning now. And we talk about where we are and where we've been and where we're going. We met this past Monday morning. We were just talking about some things that's getting ready to happen, some ideas and come up with stuff. And it was like God just said, whoops, I'm over here. And he just totally threw some stuff on the table. And it was an awesome moment. Robert's shaking his head. 
and we knew what we needed to do, and we trying to figure out how to do it, and, and God just said, you know what? Bring back discipleship. And so, starting on the, in the month of March, the second and fourth Wednesday nights, we are having service here again. Second and fourth Wednesday night, 6.30. We're going to have discipleship. We're going to study the Word of God right here in this room. If you're an adult, most of you are. You're welcome to be in this room. We're going to study the Word of God together. If you're a child, you'll, we'll have children's ministry. If you're a youth, I'll be over there with you. I won't be over there unless I'm teaching because I'm not a youth, but you're only old as you feel, right? So, keep wondering where my social security check is somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> second and fourth Wednesday nights, that's what we're doing. 6.30, we'll be here, right here in this room. Now, listen, here's what we're doing. We're enticing you a little bit. We're going to provide you a meal. Robert and Pastor Bill and I are here on Wednesday anyway, and so we decided we're going to cook. Now, it ain't going to be no four-course deal, right? It ain't going to, don't come in here thinking you're going to get an appetizer and a salad and a steak and all that, no. But we're going to have a nice meal for you at 6.30. One week it might be chicken and dumplings and green beans and corn, and one week it might be barbecue and beans and slaw. Ain't going to be no ribeyes or nothing like that, but still, it's going to be here for you at 6.30. It's free. I do encourage you to, we'll have a box. You can drop a donation in to help cover the cost of the food. Anything left over will be put toward missions. But if you want to invite somebody to church, hey, second and fourth Wednesday night, our church meets. Come on down. They got a meal for you. We'll let you know the Sunday before what we're feeding you. So if we're feeding something, if Pastor Bill's making his chicken bar, come on down. You won't be here for that, right? Bring a friend. <clears throat> and we promised, and I made it sure, I made sure I brought this up and clarified it to make sure we understand where we are. Because I know Wednesday nights can be struggles for some people with families. 6.30, we're eating. You get here at 6.40, we're already eating. That's fine, come on in, join us. But we ain't waiting until you get here to pray. We're eating at 6.30. 7 o'clock, we're starting discipleship. 7.45 to 8, we're done, we're out of here, Okay. So ain't going to be no dragging it out thing where you're here at 9 o'clock going, I can't believe I'm still here. We're, we're going to stick to the clock, okay? Promise you that. But we want you to be here and be a part of this time where we're getting back. We're getting back to um, that growing component, growing in our faith with one another. Wednesday nights, we'll still have, on third Wednesday night, we'll still have our fellowship meals always. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But um, please, starting the second Wednesday night of March, we're going to be here. We'll tell you a little more next week about what we're going to start studying. But uh, we certainly hope that you'll come be a part of that. Because I believe as we do that, as we make that a serious part of who we are, that as we go through these bumps in the road, we're stronger. And those people that fall off the truck maybe won't fall off if we are pouring in more and discipling more because the word of God just as I read it tells us that's what we're called to do we're responsible my job as one of the teachers here Pastor Bill's job as one of the teachers here as the leaders here our, we're responsible for being 
your leaders and for teaching you and helping you grow. And so we're taking that seriously. We're back. We're back. We're back better than before. We weren't even doing that a year ago, but we are now. We're back better than we ever were. Fellowshipping. This is the one that we have typically done very well. This was our, uh, our uh, sweet spot. We love to fellowship. Typically, we love to fellowship around food. Am I right? Come on, be honest. We're almost a Baptist church. I'm serious. Anybody here ever been a Baptist? I have. Dinner on the grounds? Lord have mercy. Four different kinds of fried chicken and all of them were good. Don't even take me to the dessert table. Because nobody back then knew how to make anything out of the box. So if it was a cake, it was a cake. Am I right? Come on, Mike, I know you. You know what I'm talking about. Mmm. We love the fellowship. Look at Charlotte. She's laughing. She knows too, even though she's a little exercise queen. She's all skinny, but I've seen her eat. Fellowshipping. It's important. It's important that we continue to fellowship. We haven't been able to do that this year. How many Wednesday nights? We had to, we had to cancel them. We, we canceled our connect groups. Anybody think Satan knew what he was doing when he brought this little disease along? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it was really effective. I told somebody the other day, Satan has won some battles. Don't sit here and look at me. He's won some battles this, this year. He really has. He's going to lose the war. But he's won some battles. But you know what? We're standing up. We're tired of him. We're tired of him winning any battles here. He's not winning. He's not winning anymore. He's not going to defeat us. We're coming back stronger than ever. We're coming back as individuals. We're coming back as a group. And fellowship is a huge part of that. Hebrews 10, 25. If you've never seen it before, I encourage you to walk out in the foyer later and look around and see if you can find it, but it's out there. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I believe he's coming soon. I believe he's been coming soon. And, you know, what does soon mean? What does soon mean? I, I don't know what that means. Is that... Tomorrow is that next week, next year, next month, next decade. You know, I'm not in charge of that. Jesus even said he didn't know the time. But he's coming, and, and as, he's, as we prepare for him coming, uh, we need to spend more time together. If you read the Acts church, the church in Acts, the very first church, man, they hung out, didn't they? They hung out together. They hung out so much they, they probably got tired of each other, maybe. I might, might not want to hang out quite that much. but They hung out together. They were a family, and we are a family. And unfortunately, for the last year, our family hasn't been able to hang out like we've hung out in the past. 
we're changing that. We're, we're changing that going forward. Again, as I said, our third Wednesday night, we will continue to have our fellowship meal. This coming March, our third Wednesday night, happens to be St. Patrick's Day. We're going to have our meal here. I don't, it's going to be a covered dish, nothing special. But if you are, you have this great St. Patrick's dish that you know how to make, corned beef, whatever that stuff is, I don't eat it. But if you know how to do all that, then bring it. We'll have a good time. Make sure you wear your green. But um, we're going to fellowship. Coming back. First weeks of each month, we encourage our connect groups to continue to meet. If it's just for time of fellowship, hanging out. Or whatever each group wants to do, that's good. That first week of the month, we're not having a Wednesday night service. We encourage our, we're going to encourage our connect groups to continue to meet. If they want to meet twice a month, they want to meet another time, that's fine too. That's up to each group how they want to do that. But we want to fellowship together. We want to encourage time together because as we're together more, we get to know each other more, we get to understand each other more, and we grow together. We grow together in fellowship. And guess what else we do? We serve through fellowship. It all kind of worked out together, you know what I'm saying? I think about... Um, some of the greatest fellowship we have in this church, and it's a small group usually, but our Nicaragua teams, we have grown close. And those who've gone once want to go back. Because, you know, you just, you're, you're literally living together 24 7, except for a little bit of sleep, for a week. And you're in a third world country, and nobody knows how to speak the language except one, and she'll trick you. And so we have so much fun together. Sometimes I have to stop and not talk about it because I might be in a group of people who've never been before and I, I don't want to overly talk about it. But it's like we're a family. Literally, we become this huge, just so close. And the more times you go, the closer you get and because we fellowship so much during that time and we've built that family. Um, our vacation Bible school teams, man, We've grown close together over the years because when you come here in July and you, you're here for hours on hours each night for a week and you're dealing with 100 kids, you grow close to each other. You really do. You encourage one another. You go through things and we talk about the events that have happened in the past. We always, it's just part of who you become. Remember that time the kid peed on somebody? Yeah, I remember that. You know, remember that time the kid threw up out? Yeah, I remember that. Remember that kid who had every allergy known to man and everybody had to walk around scared that he's going to do something he shouldn't do? We all go through that together. That's fellowship. That's serving. That's growing in fellowship. And all in one thing. It's awesome time together. So much so that we had a family who we probably everybody here knows, if you don't, Billy and Kelly, the Currys that moved to the beach um, a little over a year ago. And Billy kept texting me at the VBS last year. Y'all going to do VBS? Probably not, Billy. Oh, come on, man. They loved it so much. They don't go to church here anymore. They live three hours away. They were going to take a week's vacation and come home, come back here and serve. That's how much they enjoy being a part of what we do here. Now, I didn't have the heart to tell Billy that I probably wouldn't let him do that because the truth of the matter is, 
they're there now. They need to settle there. They need to find that church there and serve in that church's vacation Bible school. But that's who we are. That, does, that not, does that not say something about who we are, that somebody be willing to take a week's vacation to come back and be a part of something? And we want, that, we want everybody to have that heart for this church. We want everybody to have that much commitment to Image Church. We have a strong core here. We have a strong core of people here. Again, we're not the biggest church, and sadly, when you look around, we are part of that statistic, people who have not come back. We recognize that. We know that. We trust, though, and believe that God, and you know, what's the amazing thing about God is he always makes it work. Ten years ago when I joined the staff here at the church, I was told this church would not last six months. A decade later, we may not be doing everything right, but I tell you what, we're doing enough right that God's hand is on us, and I believe God's hand is moving on us right now, and I believe we're getting ready to go into an even more special place than we've ever been before. But we've got to get serious about it. So here's some action points. Here's what we need to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Get lined up to serve. Get lined up to serve. We need you. We need you. You don't have Wednesday night services and have kids classes without somebody taking the kids. We need you. Somebody helping in the youth, we need you. Somebody getting on the plane flying to Nicaragua, we need you. Somebody giving to help support somebody getting on the plane flying to Nicaragua, we need you. Get ready to serve, maybe. Maybe you've took a vacation. We all have. We've all took a vacation in some ways this year. It's kind of easy for me not to have to worry about Wednesday night services. Not to have to worry about it for me. I come do my job, I go home. But that's not what I'm called to do. It's not, none, of, none of us are called to do that. So be prepared to come and serve and be a part of whatever God has called us to do. To do. You say, well, I'm not worthy. I just can't serve. I, you can't put me in that role. I'm just not good enough. I've been studying an awesome study. Well, it's not a study, it's just me reading. <laughs> I've been studying and I've been reading about the lineage of Jesus just amazes me. Matthew 1, have you ever read, just read Matthew 1 and read those, somebody begot, somebody begot, you know. And along that way, there's some interesting characters. And you know, for some reason, and I don't know why, I think I do, God allowed Matthew to only name four women. Only four women. There was a lot of men, four women. And, and it didn't say, sometimes it would say, and his wife or his, and the mother was, and then it would skip and it would say, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. But there were four women named, one of them was a lady named Rahab. The great-great-grandmother, I believe it's great-great, of King David. And everywhere in the Bible, for the most part, it doesn't say Rahab, it says Rahab the harlot. <laughs> so let me tell you something. I don't know if y'all know what that means. But she was a prostitute. 
And she was the great-great-grandmother of King David, who later on became the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa of Jesus. That's Jesus' line. So you tell me you're not worthy? You tell me you've got stuff in your... Your past is your past. You're worthy to serve. Come on down. You're the next contestant on Image Church serving team. Amen? Show up on Wednesday night being part of discipleship. Show up. Come. Seriously, come. You may say, well, I don't like chicken and dumplings. Fine. You don't have to eat them. Get something on the way. Still come. Right? Come be a part of it. Come, come learn. Come study. That's what God wants you to do. And whatever you do, please, never forsake fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Hang out together. Come, be a part of everything we have here. Hang out. You, you might, you, you'll never know people like you know them when you're just hanging out. You know? I come here on Sunday morning, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any idea some of the things I know about some of you if it was just on Sunday morning. But when we hang out together and other things, we get to know one another, right? I mean, I get to know a lot about Kenny in Nicaragua. <laughs> Seriously, you, you, get to, you, you, you get to know somebody, you, get, you love them deeper than you ever could possibly before. You might have said, well, you know, I, I go to church with that guy. I'd do anything to help that guy. But when you really get to hang out with that person, you know, getting to know James over here, you get to know him. More and more you get to know him, the more and more you're willing to do. The more and more you're willing to do. It's not just a friend anymore, it's a brother. It's a brother in Christ. That's an awesome thing. And the only way we can do that is through our fellowship time and growing in the Lord. So I encourage you, get ready to serve, get ready to grow, and get ready to hang out with one another. If you will, stand. Thank you all for being here today. I thank you for your commitment to continuing to show up and serve here and be a part of what we're doing. I thank our worship team for the work that they do here. They come on Monday nights, they practice. Honestly, of, of all the people who serve in this church, they're some of the most committed. They really are. Uh, they give up their Monday night to come and, and practice. And, and then they come on Sunday mornings before some of you get out of bed. And they're here practicing again, committed to our church. So we thank them. I thank those who serve in the youth and in the children's ministry and those who serve out in the foyer making sure everything's done out there, making sure the flags get put up, making sure the doors are locked when they need to be locked and unlocked when they need to be unlocked. That's all and so important. Might not seem like it's important, but if the door's locked and it's not supposed to be, that's a problem. And we have people to handle that. Thank you for that. Thank you all for all you do for this church. And thank you more than anything for loving Jesus and it shows. And we're here today because of that. Let's pray. Father, I just, I do lift up each one here today. I, Lord, you know their hearts. You know their willingness to be a part of this place, this place that you have built, Lord. And I thank you that they're here. I thank you for those online that aren't here in person, Lord, but they are committed to this church and they're ready to come back as soon as they possibly can. 
we look forward to this place being filled again with people who want to be a part of this great thing you're doing. Lord, we pray for our pastor and his family as they're traveling, Lord, just uh, give them traveling mercy, Lord, be upon them, Lord, give them a nice time of rest. We pray for EFI as they meet this week, Lord, that you would just uh, birth the things in the hearts of the leaders there that maybe they don't even know yet's coming. But Lord, your will be done. Your will be done in all that they do, that we all might grow and see greater things because of your work. Lord, we pray again for this church as we move forward. As we are back, Lord, you've called us back to a place where we um, have truly, truly haven't been in a long time, Lord. But we pray for uh, uh, this church as we commit to serving in all these different areas, Lord, that you would build up leaders, those willing to step in and, and serve in these various places, Lord. We pray for our new Wednesday night services, Lord, that you would just bless our time together, bless uh, the teaching, Lord, that lives would be touched, lives would be enriched, and people would just grow in their faith like never before. And for our times of fellowship, Lord, bless those times uh, and give us each that desire to be a part of one another's lives as we grow, not just as church-going folk, but we grow as brothers and sisters Christ. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. Um, I will tell you we do have our missions offering today. Please drop that uh, in the buckets as you leave. Um, not really sure. I don't have announcements. Nobody gave me any, but I don't think there's anything pushing right now. If you have brought anything for uh, the community shelter, make sure you leave it. Today's the last day. Marianne's going to take all that out again next week. Is the uh, walkathon for Common Heart? If you haven't signed up to be a part of that, it is a virtual walkathon, so you don't have to walk if you don't want to. Uh, you can do that online. Everybody have a wonderful week. God bless you. Thank you for being here, and I hope you're ready to go.